You work all day, then go home and make dinner. That's not fair, because making your dinner, that's our job. We don't work all day, then go home and do your job, so stop doing ours. Head into Buffalo Wild Wings for America's favorite wings, shareables, burgers, and more. Choose from 21 signature sauces and seasonings to take your dinner from mild to wild. But don't worry, we're dinner pros. If things get too wild, we've got dozens of beers on tap and a full bar to bail out your palate. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, starting a new life. Before we explore this topic, I'd like to take uh, a moment to say a few words about Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust, and the Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is from Cardinal Newman. The great changes of history have come about because some men began where they were to live a new life. Why is it so hard to change? I don't know. Um, I find it awfully hard myself. Uh, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak or something like that. This being um, the end of the year and the almost beginning of a new year, a lot of us are probably thinking about instituting change in our lives. It's a time when people make New Year's resolutions with the best of intentions. Some of those resolutions will be kept by some of us and many of the resolutions will be um, set aside uh, as um, unachievable. I don't know why that is, but it seems that the personality likes ruts, it likes familiarity, it likes habitual grooves and habits, and anything that would disrupt those traditional patterns um, has a hard time of it. And I'm thinking not just of actions and customs, but of habits of thought habits of reacting. Look at yourself and um, think about some habits you might have of um, response, customs of um, reacting when people 
uh, to use the um, kind of tried expression, push your buttons. It's like an automatic response that you cough up every time. At least uh, I can speak for myself, and I wonder, why do I do that every time? I know better. Why do I just re respond like a Pavlovian experiment? Uh, because it's not easy to change. I think the change that we want to bring in our lives has to come with a great deal of effort and with um, awareness. Yes, and there's probably the most difficult is because of inertia. I inertia. We're all bound by inertia. And I think that's because it's... Um, we tend to be so focused in the material world and it's the energy of the material world, all the materialism that, especially in this society, is so very strong and that energy and that force just <clears throat> kind of binds us to it's the very physical. Dense, isn't it's it? very the dense and that it takes a tremendous amount of energy just to you know, take a step forward. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the dense material focus that, you know, most of our lives is engaged in. And I think it's the energy of the form itself is so imprisoning, and so it binds us to this physical world, and that always makes change uh, more difficult. Interestingly, Hinduism says that all <laughs> things that exist in the world are qualified by one of three gunas. Um, there is the guna of tamas, which is inertia. There is the guna of rajas, which is activity, often hyperactivity. And there's the guna of sattva, or rhythm. And all of us probably cleave along one of those lines or another, the ultimate goal being sattva, rhythmic um, uh, endeavor, rhythmic response. Inertia, like you say, is, is a big one. That's why I've always had so much respect for people who have overcome, say, an addiction. And I've noticed in the spiritual life that some of the best and most um, dedicated seekers are those who have achieved something in their past, uh, such as um, overcoming alcoholism. Uh, I think that example is... Um, appropriate because to overcome a really severe addiction is so difficult and takes such mastery, such dedication and persistence that it's, uh, it's an incredible achievement on its own. And having mastered that, perhaps they are then propelled forward with the uh, capacity to change in other ways. Yes, and they, I think they've reached the point where they see they need to change, and mm -hmm. that's an important recognition uh, just there because mm -hmm. uh, many people just don't see the need for change, and you know they go on about their humdrum little life and they're happy with it and everything is fine, but uh, <clears throat> it's it's when there is a, this terrible discontent with the, with the situation, your circumstances, and with the way your life is going and the way things are happening and <clears throat> all the tragedy and crises that you're going through all the time, if that's promoting a lot of discontent, then that's, that's good in a way because mm -hmm. uh, it, it means you have arrived at a point where you see that a change is necessary. 
Yeah, the Alice Bailey writings speak of divine discontent. Yeah. That it's actually a spiritual quality that that unease, uh, that uh, dissatisfaction with life the way it is and with oneself the way one is. If you're basically happy with yourself and content with your your level of achievement, then fine. Be who you are. Those who are discontent with themselves and feel compelled from some inner driving force to become something different, they should take every step to do so. Right, and uh, there are many techniques that help people take that step. I mean, we have them in our work in the Arcane School, for example. Uh, Maybe we should interject, though, that one should decide for oneself that one needs to change. It's no good mm -hmm. telling somebody else they should change. You can't decide that for them. And you, even if you are just sure they need to change, it's not going to do any good. They have to decide for themselves that they need to change. And some people need to hit a real point of um, uh, rock bottom before they can change. Others get fed up more easily and don't have to actually achieve complete defeat <laughs> before they get themselves in gear and uh, impose a new rhythm on their lives. But I think rhythm is the key word. You don't change overnight. You change incrementally, slowly, and with repeated, persistent effort, followed by failures and setbacks and more effort. Yes, and it's it's maybe um, one is working off certain karmic uh, imbalances that have to be um, <clears throat> brought back into alignment. And um, as as we said, this need for change tends to come from within. It's it's an it's a spiritual impulse. It's a soul impulse, because the soul is there on its own level. But it's it has certain um, qualities that it wants to work out through you, through this personality life that it's created, and uh, it it, uh, it creates a uh, an impulse in you. Something is driving you from within to change. And that's uh, coming from by way of the soul. As I was listening to you, I wondered where um, the um, concept of self-esteem fits in in all of this. I don't know. Self-esteem is a, a very big uh, quality that uh, teachers and parents try to develop in young people, and rightly so. Um, it wasn't a quality that anybody uh, introduced to me when I was young. Self-esteem simply didn't enter in. <laughs> <laughs> into the picture. <laughs> what I remember is my mother and father, especially my mother, pointing out to me how I could correct myself and become a better little girl, and they were probably right. But where does self-esteem fit into all of this? Perhaps you can have a basic sense of your spiritual worth, your humanity, and still recognize the need to become more, better. Yes, it, I think it's self-esteem is, is perhaps if there is a, a lack of ego in a certain life, if, if one is um, lacks any kind of self, then perhaps uh, building up that self, uh, mm -hmm. the, the image of oneself, is a necessary step. Yes. Of course, uh, as you advance and <clears throat> along the path, that little self has to be um, 
let go and it has to stand aside for the greater self and the qualities of, of the greater self to come through. But uh, perhaps in the beginning, uh, if there is a lack of self-esteem, then sure, because it is the little self that has to do the work first. Mm-hmm. And if that, if, if there is no energy there to um, to build on or to use, then there will be not enough uh, power to to effect any kind of change. When you speak of the little self, uh, you're referring to the personality, the persona, the outer being that uh, we know ourselves as individuals. But as we've said so many times, our personality is not a, a monolithic entity. It's made up of levels itself, the etheric physical component, the emotional aspect, and the mental aspect. And I think it was the psychologist Jung who said that if we have a problem that we want to deal with, we can only change it by imposing the energy of a higher level upon it. You can't solve a problem on its own level. So that if you have a physical problem, a physical compulsion or whatever, it can't be solved by substituting another physical compulsion. It has to be solved from the higher level of the personality's emotional and mental forces and so we do have these um, these capacities, these um, factors that we can turn to within our own nature. Most of all, the mind. Right, and that's that's the important thing to um, to realize that we have this mind, and it's meant to be used, and it can be used as a creative tool. And uh, we should speak more about that maybe after the break. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, our topic for today, Starting a New Life, and we have uh, a book for you in relation to this particular topic, It's uh, the title of which is The Soul, The Quality of Life. Uh, the Soul, The Quality of Life is a compilation of extracts from the 24 books of Alice Bally, and of course, um, uh, we're speaking about this particular book today because it's uh, related very much to the topic for today on starting a new life and um, how to reach higher levels of consciousness. Uh, it's, it's also the soul, the higher uh, self or individuality is the guiding force within every human being that brings about change. And uh, this is one of the themes that you'll find within today's book. It's a special offer because... Uh, the uh, shipping is for free, shipping and handling is free, and it's available for $16. So what you need to do is send a check or money order to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And just write a little note saying you heard about the offer on Inner Sight. And once again, the title of the Alice Valley book is The Soul, The Quality of Life. All of our Inner Sight programs uh, can be heard on our website, which is www.lucistrust.org. On the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website, so you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. 
Our phone number, if you need to get uh, in touch with us for any reason whatsoever, it's a toll-free number. It's 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. Today we're speaking about uh, starting a new life. I've always had, uh, <coughs> I found it very difficult uh, to change as well. Sometimes uh, uh, I found it so difficult because I think one of the problems was that uh, I didn't have a clear picture of what, what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any steps, if we could uh, summarize any steps that uh, we should go through according to the Bailey books in order to achieve change? Would that be one of them, to picture mm-hmm. what it is that we really want in a very clear way? Yes, um, what you're speaking about is um, a vision or an image of what you're striving for. And uh, yes, that's a very important part of effective change, to develop an idea, a concept, an image, a vision of what you are heading for. Make it realistic, I think. Uh, You can't say, I want to be a living saint and become one overnight. But you can say, I want to be a better person. And then build into your mind, into your understanding, the qualities of what you think that better you would be. Mm-hmm. And um, one by one, uh, begin to assume them. I remember, I think it was Shakespeare who said, if you don't have a virtue, assume it. Meaning, act as if you have already achieved that quality. I think there's something deeply spiritual in that process because you wouldn't aspire to something if you didn't already have the essence of it within you, awaiting uh, full flowering. You wouldn't aspire to it. So you already have established a relationship in a way with the quality that you're trying to bring to full fruition. And as you build an image, a vision, of what you're aiming for, a talent, a capacity, you begin to, I think, um, realize the steps that you have to take to reach that vision. Right, and I think you should, as you said earlier, to start small and start something that's within your range of of change. And uh, it doesn't have to be some big grandiose thing, like (coughs) changing your your career and all of that, you can if you want to, but I mean, uh, just start with little qualitative things. Um, l- look at your the way your relationships you have with friends and families, and, and uh, are there little things in that relationship that kind of, you know, turn people off or... or <laughs> give, give wrong impressions, or anyway, you know these little quirks that people pick up on. Maybe you're too critical of your friends and everything they say. Well, hone in on that and um, say, I don't need to say these things. Maybe you could you could picture in your mind what it would be like as if you weren't so critical and you're a little more loving and a little more understanding. Because that's essentially what love is. It's, it's understanding. That relates to the uh, three qualities of speech that both of you set forth in, in another show. Uh, because it does relate. Do you want to maybe say a little bit about I that? I mean, um, is it ask true, yourself, uh, is it true? Yeah. Is it uh, kind? Is it necessary? 
Anybody who's married knows something about it. (laughs) That's why I'm laughing with Dale, you know. You can't be married for a long period of time and not change. Or I guess you can, but uh, that's the path of misery. I think that's a good formula, though, for correct speech to ask oneself before speaking. Is it true? Is it kind? It's necessary. I've been trying to remember it. I can't say that I've totally lived up to it. It's kind of hard to live up to it. But at least there's an awareness within me now of uh, that there is... uh, more or less a, a formula for correct speech, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There is. Watching your speech is a big one because what you say often reflects the quality of your thought. Now, there are times, I think, when the brain shorts out and a person says things that really are unintended and not even necessarily what they meant. I sometimes think the mouth has a life of its own. <laughs> but... <laughs> But a lot of the time, what we say, if we listen to ourselves, does reflect our consciousness. And we should listen to ourselves and imagine hearing that, hearing mm-hmm. what we've just said. How would we receive it? You can, you know, I think, create a lot of change in your life by learning to watch your speech, learning to watch your responses. Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's an easy one to start with. Well, it's not easy to change, perhaps, but it, it's... Probably within everyone's character, everyone is guilty of this. And as I said, start small. Start with small things like that, and you'll see the results. And you can use this technique that's called the as-if technique. And we use it in the training in the arcane school. It's a training, a technique that's used in certain psychology methods, psychotherapy methods, and so it's <clears throat> it's kind of an ancient technique, but it's still valid. It still works. And you, you, you sit quietly and try to picture in your mind and visualize. Use your powers of visualization to to kind of visualize what this person, what you would be like if you weren't so critical, for example, if you were more loving, more understanding, more patient with people and were willing to step back uh, count to ten before you speak, and that sort of thing. So, I mean, these are just kind of basic things that you can do, but they, you, you, I think you do see results if you give it a chance. Maybe taking this subject of change and um, slightly orienting it in a different direction from not only changing one's own habits and um, preferences and uh, habitual tendencies, but thinking about change in relationships, in community life, in family life, in work life, in the world, how do we bring about the change that we know our community, our family, our planet needs? I think a tremendous creative factor that we don't appropriate or, uh, we don't appreciate su- sufficiently is goodwill. People who have problems in relationships, not only between individuals, but between groups and even between nations, the expression of goodwill, I think, is a tremendously creative um, asset in finding a new beginning. Because if you experiment with it in your own life, you'll find that it seems to open up a new platform on which to start a new effort. It's a new basic energy. It, it, goodwill is the energy of love. It's love and activity. And uh, so, yes, it is it's the basis for, especially now in the world that we're 
going through, the world, the conditions of the world out there, I, I don't think that people give goodwill enough attention or they don't see the value of it. But I think there is a tremendous amount of discontent in the people, of, especially in this country, with the way uh, things are going right now. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think you cannot effect the change you want if you are intent on uh, settling old scores. Right. If, you're, if your mind is preoccupied with... Um, uh, vindication. I was right. I knew it, and you're going to admit it to me. If that's where your your focus is, uh, you're not going to realize the change you want because you're stuck in a situation that now belongs to the past. There are some things that happen that you cannot redeem. They just happened, and all you can do is let go of them and forgive and try to start anew. In that miracle of a new beginning based on goodwill, I think the offender and the offense will be redeemed in their own time and in their own cycle, but it will come in its own time. You cannot insist upon a correction of the wrong before you're willing to strike out on a new uh, path. The, The Bible talks about Lot's wife looking back and turning into a pillar of salt. Now as we uh, close one year and begin anew, all of us, I think, can do as Krishnamurti is said mm-hmm. to have done. Every night he would effect his evening review, and his biographer said he would take the events of the day, one by one review them, and then put them to combust. In other words, set fire to them and release them and be ready for a new day. Right, and I think I'm reminded of that. I think it was a statement of Paul in the Bible. Um, well, forgetting the things which lie behind will strive towards our higher spiritual possibilities. He also said, I die daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I die daily. I let go of the past. Yeah. That frees you up to try a new, a new tack. But it's not easy. We have to be patient with ourselves and patient with others and look for the little victories. And it's looking ahead towards the more positive aspect and not dwelling on all the, the, the stuff that of the past, as we've been saying here. It's trying to put a positive spin on this and not looking back and beating yourself up because of all the bad things you've done. That just energizes that all those bad things and they stay there and they hang around in your in your personality nature you've got to build something more positive aim for that and bring that through and it's a form of pride isn't it to constantly beat yourself up because you weren't perfect well of course you weren't perfect nobody else is either why should you be perfect forgive yourself and you can forgive others but uh uh, as you say, let let go of it. Self-centeredness can be uh, expressed through a constant preoccupation with past mistakes. I don't think anybody's asking you to redeem the past. You can't redo it. They're just asking that you live in a better way, and they'll join you in their effort. Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucy's Trust and... Uh, That's the Alice Belly book, The Soul, The Quality of Life.
and the soul, the quality of life, is a compilation of extracts from the 24 books of Alice Bailey. Uh, and what it does is that it um, you'll find the focus on today's theme, you'll, uh, the theme of which is uh, the soul, the higher self, or individuality is the guiding force within. Um, and through the soul and through that higher self within us, human bring, beings bring about change. It's available for $16, and the uh, special offer comes in the form of free shipping and handling. So what you need to do is, if, if you're interested in the soul, the quality of life, is send us a check or money order, $16 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you... And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.